Hi guys and welcome back to Talk Tennis Tea. So, firstly I have to apologise because this was not the episode I was supposed to be giving you guys. I was supposed to have an update in the middle of Indian Wells earlier on in the week, but due to uni and other commitments I could not do that, so I'm just giving you guys a basic catch-up rundown, what's happening now, what happened, some interesting stuff, and yeah, so let's get straight into it. So, this one's going to be a little bit longer, so I hope you guys have a good cup of tea next to you. If not, go make yourself a cup of tea, you're going to need it, all this shadiness, all this gossip, all the tea you're going to be hearing from me today, so let's get straight into it. So first up, next gen. We're going to start with the boys today. As usual, I feel like I always start with the boys next week. It'll be the girls, so don't worry. Get that equality there. Nah, I'm kidding. Anyway, next gen. Next gen. So next gen. Let's just talk about those boys because they really brought it. They brought it out this week. And I don't know what was in the water that they were all drinking, but they are on fire. If we're being honest, they are literally on fire. And, yeah, from the first round matches to now, pretty much. So, Felix and Alex Demonor made their Masters... Almost the boys made their Masters 1000 debut. And Felix and Alex definitely made their debut and put their stamp on it. And they both won their first round match matches against their respective opponents. And I felt like for Felix, he had the bit of a tougher one. Felix played Vashik Pospisil, who is a top 20 player in his own right, but has slumped down due to injuries and other things and loss of form. And he won against him, which was a good, I think it was a good match. I did not watch it, but I saw the highlights. And it looked like an amazing match, and Felix was just over the moon to win that one. Then he went to play Milos Raonic, who was pretty tough in his own right, and Felix lost, but he, I feel like he lost respectively, respectfully, I mean, because he played amazing, he showed his amazing talent, and you obviously know that he's got a big future ahead of him, and Milos also sang him praises, saying how this is the future of Canadian tennis, pretty much, like, both his of his opponents, he is, him and Denis Shapovalov are the future of Canadian tennis, so, in the men's department, at least. So, that was really good to see. Also, Alex Demonor, who was mentored slash coached by Leighton Hewitt, played amazingly. He had a tough he had a tough second match against Del Potro, where he had some stunning points. Some absolutely stunning points. But just Del Potro was too good. Del Potro had the form. He had everything beforehand. And I feel like Alex was a little bit blown away by all of that, which is kind of sad to see, but he still played amazingly. Once again, he showed his amazing talent, and you obviously know he has a big future ahead of him, so we'll be looking out for him. Um, Tara Daniel, who was a surprise, surprise to most people, he beat Novak Djokovic, and obviously this just shows that Novak isn't ready to be back, his elbow whatever injury isn't still back there and his he just needs some more training and he needs some more sparring partners I guess you could say and Tara played amazingly to beat a top to beat a world number one at that fact is amazing and I think he played really well but sadly he couldn't keep that form up and he lost the next match getting on to our sad little boys 
Sasha's Zverev and Dominic, the our boys, Zverev as they're called, our poor poor boys. Like Sasha lost second round, but he had a bye, so his first match of the tournament. Joe Souza in a tight three seater match, and it wasn't tight because they were both playing amazingly, and it was like going to tie breaks. It was tight because they both had up and downs and it was like well one person did well the other person was doing badly and it was very topsy-turvy and it was just like why just how could that happen and to me I was very surprised that Sasha lost because I did watch that match and it was the one match where I was just kind of like what's happening because Sasha did have a little bit of a strew of unfortunate events occur in the match let's be honest First, his necklace, one of his necklaces broke, and I feel like it was giving him some trouble, and if you had seen his doubles match, I saw a photo of Misha fixing one of his necklaces, which I thought, oh, cute, but then when it came to his singles match, and that happened, I was like, Misha's not here to save you, Sasha, get it together, so we ended up taking the necklace off, and I was on Twitter at the same time as watching the match, and someone was saying, if that's the, if that necklace is the reason why he loses this match, we're all going to be pissed, and... I hope it's not the reason. Obviously, it's not the reason because Joao Souza's form was just amazing. But, like, we can just say that it's part of the reason, like a little bit part of the reason why he lost the match. Not to speculate or anything. But, yeah, so Sasha really, he disappointed me in that match. I was really heartbroken for him because he was leading in the third set, to be honest. He was up by a significant margin, 4 1. So. But we have to give credit to Joao Souza, who played amazingly and came back from that deficit and ended up winning the match. So that was amazing on his part. Moving on to Dominic Thiem, who played my my beautiful boy Stefan Tsitsipas in the second round match, and he won that. Clearly, it was, it was, it was a tough second round match for him to be honest, because Steph played really well. The first set was not that great for Steph. But the second, Steph came back and he won that. And then in the third, it looked like Steph was going to, like, fight for it. But, um, yeah, Dominic came back in the second, the third, I mean, the third set and really pushed Steph. And Steph couldn't hold on any longer to that form that he had in the second set. So then he lost the match. Dominic went through to the third round where he played Pablo Cuevas, but sadly had to retire due to what we thought was a rolled ankle, but actually turned out to be a cracked shattered ankle and when I read that on like on Twitter the other day I was just like what I don't know ankles could shatter I don't know that but apparently they do and the fact that Dominic kept on playing in the match saying oh it's fine it's just rolled ankle that kind of was like Dominic like maybe he has a low pain threshold I don't know but I would have been like I'm out bye but yeah so he's obviously not going to be playing Miami and we'll probably see him back in the clay court because he's taking three to four weeks off or he has to take three to four weeks off to recover from that so yeah um he also posted some personal statements on his social media so you guys can read all about what he's saying on that and get the in-depth on his recovery and all that but I was just a bit surprised like I just thought it was a rolled ankle and I was like oh surely you'll be fine I was with Dominic on this and I'm like oh you'll be fine toughen up take a concrete pill but no no it's a shattered ankle, so he needs some rest, and yeah, we just hope he comes back healthy and in one piece for us. So, get well, Dominic. <laughs> um, 
Moving on to my stand-up players for these next-gen boys, and I really have to say, Taylor Fritz and Borna Korich, they really did that. They are dipping and doing it, and they are just so good. Like, Taylor Fritz, he had one of the toughest, because he had pretty much a next-gen run in all his matches. He played Riley Oplica, Andrew Andre Rublev, and then he played Borna Korich, who is now in the semifinals, like... Good job, Borna. So, Riley, I mean, Taylor played really, really well. Like, his matches were stunning. And they were just so good. And I was I was really impressed with him because I was never a big, like, I'm not a big Taylor Fritz fan. But I was like, damn, Taylor, you really have some skills. Like, these are some solid skills you have here. Like, his fan base, I'm sure his fan base grew. Sadly, the fan girls if they know, they know that he is a baby and a beautiful, gorgeous wife. And his his son is so cute. So obviously they're celebrating and congrats to the Fritz family because that's an awesome result for you, Taylor. So I was really proud of him. I was like, damn, I need to start watching more of Taylor's matches. He's really good. But yeah, and then moving on to Borna Chorich, who is in his first semifinal. Like, I was a Borna fan way back in the I shouldn't say way back in the day, it's probably like two years ago, but back in the day. And I kind of like dropped off because Borna went on the slump, he was a bit like aggressive, he would have tantrums, he would have mood swings, it was just a bad time to be a Borna fan at this point. And, um, but he's back, and he's doing it, and I'm so proud, like as an inner Borna fan myself, I'm just like, yes, go, do well, like do it. Like, I'm so proud of him for getting to the semifinals. And it's his first semifinals in the Masters 1000. So I'm even more proud of him. I'm just like, oh my god, this is so amazing. Like, you're just doing so well. And to this morning, he played Kevin Anderson, which he won in, I think it's three sets? Three sets? I think we're going to say three sets, but check that. You guys know. Sometimes I do see... Like, I mostly see the results, but because with like the matches were in the morning and we had a presentation and a hand in and I had a lecture after that so I was kind of like just skim looking at the scores and stuff like that so obviously my knowledge isn't factual but you know I'm just getting you know I do try so he did win but it was from what I saw from YouTube and there just people raving about it and he did amazingly so good luck to Borna in his semi-final I think he's playing Federer I don't think he's on the side yeah, I think he's playing. Yeah, he plays Federer in the semi-final, so good luck to him on that. Might give Federer a tough one. Federer, when I was planning this out, which was literally like an hour and a half ago, Federer was playing Hyung Chang, and he beat Chang fairly simply. Federer is on a roll. Like, I think Federer is... He's doing amazingly. Like, let's be honest, Federer is a goat. He is so good at what he does, and Chang just couldn't match Federer I feel like I wasn't watching it the match but I was just it's kind of a little bit sad for Chung because I was like oh no oh you you did so well but you tried so yeah so my prediction for the final is Federer Del Potro but I would happily be I would be ecstatic if Borna beat Federer but I don't want to jinx him so let's not give him the commentators podcast uh, host curse for that one so you do you Borna you keep going on what you're doing and whatever happens happens and I'll be proud of him nonetheless moving on to the women's side WTA 
and yeah the week was pretty intense for the women I was surprised at some of the people who were coming up some of the names I had never heard of Maria Sicaria the Greek girl she played really well she did really well she played Naomi Osaka and then she lost to Naomi who defeated Maria Sharapova so Naomi's on a bit of a roll but Maria Sicaria apparently did stunningly so I'm good for you girl you go girl and you do your thing, and hopefully she gets more matches like that. And then we have Daria Kazakhstina. Daria Kazakhstina. Let's just repeat the name so we all understand. Daria Kazakhstina, who bit two world number ones, was Nieki and Kerber, and now plays the semi-final against a Grand Slam champion, a well-renowned, like, just a ghost in the women's tennis, Venus Williams. So she has a tough match ahead of her. And that's really exciting because I'm just like, damn, these young girls are really doing it. Like, Naomi and Daria, I think Naomi's like 20, 19, 20. Same with Daria, like 20 and then 18, not, they're not 18. They're like 19 to 20, 21. That's the age bracket. So I'm proud of them, really extremely proud of them. And, you know, showing us for the teenage girls, like, yes, you guys are doing it. Really doing well, so that's really exciting for them and for the young ones. It's so good to see people your age, especially if you're young, if you're a young tennis player, and you just don't have any like you're just like oh it's just dominated by the old like the older people and the older legends, but you see some young girls doing it. And you're like you know what there is hope. You know what? I can do this too. So yeah, I feel like they're putting a good name out for themselves, and it's gonna be an amazing, amazing semi final to watch. Um, Naomi Osaka plays Simona Halep. In her semi-final, and Daria Kazakhstina plays Venus Williams. So that would be interesting. Obviously, it could go two ways. It could go Naomi-Daria final, or it could go Halep and Williams final. So we just have to see what happens. But honestly, I am I am here for any of those finals because they're going to be amazing finals. So, yeah. Next thing is we had another, I think it was... Serena and Venus 29, so it must be the 29 match, or something along those lines. So that was really good to see. Serena played amazingly throughout the tournament. Obviously, her matches were tough. I feel like most of her matches were three-setters, and I was fine with that. She came in with high expectations, and I was not, like, to be honest, her first-round match, I was kind of scared, because I was like, sure, you're not, like, are you going to lose? And then, yeah, it was tough. But all her matches were tough, and it kind of showed, like, she has that fight, and she has that grit, and she will fight to train and get back to her top form. Obviously, she won't get all the way there, but she'll get to a point where it's kind of like, you know, Serena's back kind of thing. So that was a real, really joy, a joy to watch, and I really enjoyed just having her back. It was just the atmosphere, and everyone was just happy, and it was so good. Also, with that, Serena had her, I guess, her comeback, um charity campaign thing which was her s pin and they had a stand at indian wells where um where basically she was there and um you can get a pin and it was like what's your s kind of a thing so serena was campaigning that her s is strong and sure and other people her husband her family even Venus was there and they were showing their S's and it got me thinking about what was my S and if you guys want to know what my S is my S I put Savage so because um 
this wasn't picked by me this was assigned to me by my friends because i am a savage i am so mean sometimes and i'm just like oops i'm sorry so yeah my friends thought that would be my s along with serena there was also some shady drama some shady twitter drama and sometimes people on twitter piss me off especially journalists like when they word things it's like a genuine clickbait when that did not happen and it kind of pissed me off because i was like did we watch the same video if you guys don't know what i'm talking about serena was in a press conference basically and she was asked a question about do- allegedly doping and she got uh, she got a bit she got i would say heated about the topic it was more that she got passionate she was more passionate and like in setting the facts straight and telling the reporter no that's not what happened these are the facts kind of like a thing so it was kind of a misinterpretation for what people what you saw i guess some people saw it as heated and aggressive but other people saw it as cool calm and collected and you're just defending your point like you know so yeah um Andy Roddick came in and defended well not defended but he just kind of like asked the reporter on Twitter he was like is that what you call a heated and aggressive like obviously your definition is whack kind of like a thing he said this is an example of cool calm and collected like really so yeah that was pretty interesting to see and just been like okay you know so yeah I was just kind of like really people like come on now I'm ah tennis Twitter sometimes it just really pisses me off. I'm just like ah like why, why do we have to be like this? Like every little thing, everyone gets offended, and it's like everyone is just like oh she's being aggressive, oh she's being rude, oh blah blah blah, and it's just like leave it alone, like get over it because it's not doing anything to hurt you. She was just sitting on facts straight. Obviously, if you were accused of doping, would you not want to be like, actually, no, this is what I was doing. It was legal. It wasn't that drug or whatever they were talking about in depth. But you know what I mean? So, yeah. Anyway, that's the end of that conversation. So, Miami's happening the next week starting from monday so that's going to be very exciting i'm really excited and if you guys don't follow me on instagram or don't follow the podcast on instagram you guys will not have seen the list of wild cards and can i just say i am so excited so excited for the men's draw because it has mirror mirror neo mirror kids fudge i forgot oh my god i'm so annoyed because i was practicing the pronunciation of this name for so long but miomir kichmanovic who is a serbian tennis player and i've been i literally follow him on everything he is a rising star literally and he is so good and he trains in america and he went to the university of um not university of america but he went to one of those img img training tennis training academy so it's I've just been like he's one of my new favorites and I just love watching him play he's so good and I'm just so excited he got a main he got a wild card into the main draw so I'm so excited to see him play so definitely check out the Instagram if you want to see if any of your favorites are also there I think there's also the Elias and Mikhail Yamar one of them has a wild card I can't remember which one one of them has a wild card into the qualifying and the other one has one into the main draw. So we might see both Yuma brothers 
in the main drill, which doesn't have to see. Casper Ride also has a wild card. I think his is a qualifying wild card. And there's so many names on there. And the women's Serena has a wild card. Roberta Vinci, she has a qualifying wild card. Um, yeah, Azarenka, I don't think... I think Azarenka's playing, but I'm not quite sure. Um, I have to check that one for you guys. But I think Indian Wells was just her match. And she also played amazingly. Just touching back on that, she also did really well. She is playing... Or she played her first round match and she won that. And then she went on to play Sloane Stevens, who won. Who um, bet her. But it was so good to have Vicka back. Like, Vicka is just... She's really lovely. She's... Oh, it was a joy to watch them back on the court. And I was really ecstatic to see that happen. But, yeah, so that was basically my Indian Wells rundown. If you guys liked that, then like on SoundCloud below, follow me, and so you can see more of these episodes. Also, if you want to keep up to date with uploads, when I upload just other news that I'm posting, then definitely follow the tennis, um, Talk Tennis Tea instagram page which i'll link in the description below and if you guys want to see my crazy twitter antics then follow me on twitter which i'll also link below and i'm sorry i always keep saying follow me on twitter but i never put it in so this time i will put it in for you guys to have a look at it and just see my craziness and all the stuff that i post on there as well but yeah i hope you guys enjoyed i hope your tea was good i hope you enjoyed this tea and i will see you in the next episode Bye.